Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I know that I promised you we were moving on to Rage in the Cage and in your house, but I am a cold bastard made of cold, hard concrete, and it's time to present to you the WWF Concrete Man Monday Night Raw Dawning of a New Era Special! Yes, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Johnny C. Welcome to another episode here of Concrete Man here in the Aqua Cave. And much like the rest of you, I have been tricked by that bastard known as the Concrete Man. Of course, Concrete Man, the legendary show where here in the Aqua Cave we track the living document of In Your House references made at World Wrestling Federation pay-per-view extravaganzas known as In Your House. But uh, we got a little sidetracked here ever since the Great White North, and we've been on a mission to not only document every In Your House reference that we possibly can, but also keep an eye on the mental health of Mr. Uh, Vincent McMahon. Now, at the Concrete Man Royal Rumble in Fresno special, we saw that Shawn Michaels did indeed claim victory of the 1996 Royal Rumble match and is on his way to WrestleMania 12. But, as I was just doing research for fun, uh, Vince McMahon, ladies and gentlemen, presented himself to me the very next night on Monday Night Raw, and he presented, a, he presented to me a promise. He made the promise that I was about to witness the dawn of a new era. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, we're bringing you the Concrete Man Dawn of a New Era special report. So, it's the very next night. It's Monday Night Raw, live. One out of four on the USA Network. And and at first, Sunny, the voluptuous vixen herself, is in a red dress about to play some pool. She makes an easy shot and reminds us that tonight, viewer discretion is advised. And this is the moment, ladies and gentlemen, that this special became a must-do. The WWF Peter Pan music starts to recap videos. Bum, bum, ba 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 Last night's Royal Rumble marked the dawn of a new era in the World Wrestling Federation. Forget what you know. It was hard to believe what we saw from the shocking. We see clips of The Undertaker, Diesel flipping off The Undertaker, and Jeff Jarrett smashing a guitar on Ahmed Johnson's skull. To the bizarre... The first appearance of Melina. From the titillating, we see Sonny waving at the camera and teasing, lifting her skirt. To the revolting, we see Jake the Snake's snake sliding into the bag, held by not Kurt Cobain, a.k.a. Jake the Snake's snake handler. It was absolutely outrageous. We see Goldust and Marlena lick their tongues against one another's tongue. Until two weeks ago, Shawn Michaels' career seemed all but over. But last night, the Heartbreak Kid lived an impossible dream by returning in the Royal Rumble match. From there, the charismatic one thrilled a worldwide audience, stunning 29 other superstars, including me, I guess. He doesn't actually say that, but he probably should. And making WWF history in the process. Last night, in the Intercontinental title match, the outrageous became the norm. 
We see Goldust rubbing Razor Ramon's chest. The Inconceivable became all too familiar, and the Bizarre One became the champion. Last night, the WWF title match was a tale of three superstars. The, the mystery, the power, and the excellence converged in singular struggle for supremacy. For now, the champion still reigns, but dark clouds seem to be on the horizon. Now we see the WrestleMania 12 Hollywood logo. Tonight on Raw, the first stop on the road to WrestleMania. A battle of champions, Bret Hart. Will he succumb to the Golden Touch? Also tonight, Street Smart Razor Moan battles the American Blue Blood, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, in a very special interview with the man who's going to WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, that's me performing the Monday Night Raw theme song and the in Spanish where available words flashing on the screen. As I was known to do in my youth, I have recreated it for you here on Concrete Man. Also, it bums me out the King has to participate in this opening narration because I can't get over the verbiage that was chosen. I can't get over King's singular struggle for supremacy because that is a sentence that yearns for Vince McMahon to say it. The singular struggle for supremacy. I mean, come on. He, he, uh, I don't know. But if is if it is a new era tonight here on Raw and last night at the Royal Rumble, will we see a new Vince McMahon tonight? Only time and this episode of Concrete Man can tell because it is indeed the Concrete Man dawning of a new era, question mark, special. That's right. We're adding a question mark because we don't know if it is the dawn. Of a new era. It's the day after the Royal Rumble. We're coming to you, ladies and gentlemen, live. Yes, we have the privilege of emanating from Stockton, California, the Stockton Memorial Auditorium. It is Monday Night Raw. So, the best part of this intro, aside from Vince being like, Stockton, California, and the privilege, is that the whole time Savio Vegas theme song is playing in the background, so it's like, and it's gotten into some of the funky parts you rarely hear, like the. Like a little saxophone solo. The King is very happy because last night in the World Wrestling Federation Championship matchup, Bret Hart got hurt, and he believes that Gold Dust will finish him off tonight. Now, this auditorium is unique. According to some internet research, it's a playhouse designed for local community events. Uh, but, of course, the World Wrestling Federation is a part of all of our communities here in your community. Um... It only seats like 5,000. It's very old looking. But you know what? We don't have time to pontificate about the arena setup because Salvio Vega in the squared circle right now. It's Salvio Vega. Uh oh, wait a minute. Jim Cornette is in the ring yelling and taunting Salvio Vega. He has a microphone and lets us know that he's here to provide us all with an answer. An answer to the most important question in the world today. It's not a question about Whitewater, it's not a question about the budget deficit. And it's certainly not a question about international politics. The question is indeed, what time is it? The answer is indeed, it's Vader time, 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 time. Oh my goodness, here comes the monster indeed. Many of you saw him last night, ladies and gentlemen, at the pay-per-view extravaganza just last night. Yes, there he is, 400 plus pounds of him. So that's Vince introducing the man he calls Vader. I like this, because as he says, 
Uh, there he is. He's like, there he is! We cut to a kidster in the audience. But he's not really a kid. He's more of a teen. So I guess we'll call him a teenster. There he is! And then we cut to this teenster. And, you know, he's got reddish blonde hair. And he's a little chunky. So this could indeed be Vader's sidekick, I suppose. But I just love the dynamite timing of the director as Vince yells, There he is! Because we finally get a look at Vader live on Raw in the dawning of a new era. And we cut to this teenster. Vince lets us know that uh, Vader and Yokozuna in the Royal Rumble were eliminated by the one, the only, as Vince says verbatim, Shawn Michaels! I notice as Vader's coming to the ring, his singlet that reads Vader Time. The text for Vader Time is on Vader's back. I feel like he just might have the top part of his singlet on backwards. I mean, because wouldn't you want it on the chest? Like Superman's uh, House of L sigil, sometimes it's on his cape, sometimes it's not, but he doesn't wear it on his back. You know, you couldn't see it if it wasn't on the... I digress, I suppose. The King lets us know that Jim Cornette's signing of Vader is larger than Jerry Jones' recent signing of primetime Dion Sanders. This just reminds me of this sweet baseball card I had back in the day of uh, Deion Sanders uh, running in his baseball uniform and transitioning to him running in his football uniform. Wish I would have held on to that one. But more importantly, this is your patented live Monday Night Raw talking about recent news items. You know, Cornette's talking about all his things. We've got a football reference here because we are live! Oh yeah, Vader versus Sonia Vega. Here we go! Uh, right from the top as the match gets started, Vince mentions that Camp Cornette is quite a threat these days because they have Yoko, Vader, the British Bulldog, and Owen Hart. I like that. I like the establishing of a big Attitude Era-like stable, if you will. Now, Vader, oh my goodness, tremendously impressive in the Royal Rumble. The King says that Vader is so big that he would get claustrophobic in the Astrodome. But the King makes no mention of the Astros recently qualifying to go to the World Series to take on the Phillies. So maybe they aren't live after all. Hold on, I'm being handed a document. Oh, that's what just happened in my timeline. No, moving on. Forget that last gag. Vader, a bully, a monster, and an individual that likes to dominate his opponents. A <laughs> couple of things with this statement. I love that we come dangerously close to hearing Vince say, Bully! Like, Vader having a bully day in there, all right! And I love that at the end, because, you know, when you list things off, the thing at the end is supposed to be the poignant one or the one that sticks with you. I love that at the end of the day, the most important thing that Vader is, is indeed an individual. And then we cut to the same teenster in the crowd and his buddies from earlier. A Stockton's finest! Oh, yeah! Get down, get funky for Vader time! I will let you decide if Johnny C. added that last quote or if the concrete man himself said it. Vader backs Savio into the corner and delivers his patented his patented Vader punches. The king channels Jenny from over on the Jenny position, or Jenny from Forrest Gump, your choice, and he says, Run, Savio! Run! The king then says that Vader should have won a Golden Globe last night at the Golden Globes for Best Performance by a Monster. And I'm wondering, does Vince just put a checklist next to the king and says, All right, King Star, tonight, Monday Night Raw, it's the dawn of a new era, and make sure you mention all these fucking things. Because we've got Deion Sanders, check, the Golden Globes, check, Cornette talking about Whitewater and all that shit. Check, 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 all right, Savio Vega. 
Savio Vega is down, though, on the mat. He's not looking too funky. And an amazing Vince McMahon Vincism occurs. It may be very well Vader time, but don't count Savio Vega out of the Vader Little Bing Here Comes Vader! Because, yes, Vader, mid-sentence, crushes Savio Vega. And Vince's thoughts, his poignant thoughts about Savio Vega, just becomes a jumbled, run-on mess. And I love it. Savio, though, creates separation and hits the sweet Savio music. It sends Vader over the top rope, eliminating him from last night's Royal Rumble. However, should we have a mid-card guy using the big star's finishing maneuver as a transition maneuver? I mean, did you see anybody do the leg drop when Hulk Hogan was on top? I digress. Vader is beating on Savio Vega outside of the ring. Jim Cornette spikes the camera and yells, It sure ain't Savio time! Another great Vince moment. As we learn that, uh, you know, Vince is trying to give us an update about events that occurred at the Royal Rumble. But much like legendary newsman Ron Burgundy, Vince McMahon is also compelled to deliver the news that's breaking right in front of him. So it sounds a little like this. By the way, in a way of update... We made reference to the Royal Rumble, oh my goodness, last night on pay-per-view, and this Vader just hammering away. And of course, Ahmed Johnson recovering from a concussion last night. Oh my, oh no! Yes, Savio is down. Vader going up now! Savio Vega must move! He must move! Vader! Oh! That is indeed the sounds of the Vader bomb being delivered on the Caribbean legend. One two, three, it's over. Vader is dominant. Vince lets us know we're about to throw to a look at the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, being victorious at the 1996 Royal Rumble. However, Vader continues to attack Savio. He hits another Vader bomb as Jim Cornette holds back the referee. Referee Jimmy Corderas, though, enters the scene and attempts to help Savio Vega. However, he gets Vader head as Vader delivers a headbutt. Wait a minute! You can't do that! You can't do that! Cornette then is trying to calm Vader down, but gets shoved by the mighty Mastodon. Referee Chad Patton enters the scene, confronts Vader, and eats a patented eh. Vader punch. Then, Chad Patton, this little slugger, takes a Vader power bomb. Vince McMahon on the call. No! 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 Powerbomb! And holy Moses, here comes the most fan-friendly president of an Aram nature in the World Wrestling Federation history. Gorilla Monsoon is here to confront the Mastodon that Vince calls Vader. Vader won't back down. He gets in his face. And it's interesting here with a visual because Vader and Gorilla are basically the same size, and I'm enjoying this quite a bit. Cornette is pleading with Vader. Like, you can't do this, man. Like, he's the prez. Like, all right, all right. Like, let's rate it in at this point. Uh, Gorilla, though, goes over to the ring announcer, and the ring announcer makes an announcement with this information passed to him by the interim president. Is this interim information, perhaps? I don't know, but he says that Vader has been suspended indefinitely. Vader shoves away Jim Cornette and gets back in the face of the banana-eating president. Gorilla 
takes the glasses off. Oh boy, this is actually getting pretty intense. Cornette backs Vader into the corner. You shouldn't do that to Vader or Baby. Vader yells, how could he do that? Talking about being suspended, it's just hilarious. Vader then goes up to Gorilla Monsoon, who's trying to confer that referee Chad Patton is not deceased. Vader taps Gorilla on the shoulder and starts calmly talking. I will give Vader that much. Gorilla refuses to acknowledge that Vader is right behind him. So Vader smacks Gorilla on the ard on the arm, excuse me, with authority, and it makes a sound. Gorilla turns around and Oh my goodness! Gorilla Monsoon, Interim President of the World Wrestling Federation, is chopping Vader! Sure enough, Gorilla is chopping the shit out of Vader, and it's quite enjoyable. Vader won't let this slide, and he avalanches Gorilla Monsoon in the corner as Gorilla's not looking, and Gorilla also smacks into Chad Patton, so Chad Patton here on the receiving end of this Vader sandwich. Vince McMahon is shattered. No! No! No, that's Gorilla Monsoon, the president of the WWF! So now that Gorilla's in peril, Vince is comfortable with anointing him the pre- no longer interim president. No! That's Gorilla Monsoon! The interim president! Like, come on, Vince. Just stick with your... It's fine. It's not a problem. I wanted to make fun of it, but it's really not a problem at all. Gorilla is down. Vader goes up top. Fuck me sideways. He comes down with a Vader bomb onto the aged interim president. The Heartbreak Kid and Razor Ramon sprint out to make the save. I actually enjoy that quite a bit. It makes sense. They're your top baby faces. I didn't remember them coming out here to save the day, but it makes total sense. Vader and Cornette bail. Uh, there's anarchy and chaos everywhere. It's Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon! I can't believe what's happened here! I can't believe you did that! Because, yes, Vader is now outside the ring, very close to Vince. We see Vince standing up and verbally berating Vader. And we get it all on camera. This is 1996's version of chaos and anarchy. My God! It's Gorilla Monsoon! This man is a lunatic! I've known Gorilla Monsoon all my life! For someone to do that, I can't believe it! Now there are legitimately armed police officers in the ring. Gorilla Monsoon, down on the canvas! And we fade to a commercial. So yeah, no jokes here. This, so far, absolutely feels like the dawning of a new era that Vince McMahon has promised us. We might have to scrub that question mark. We get a massive angle that's unpredictable and full of chaos. It's kind of like a template for the Attitude Era to come, to be honest with you. And, and I'm not saying that this is like the, attitude, the actual... I'm not saying that at all, but, but stay with me here. Like, this is the type of stuff that would come to be commonplace on Monday Night Raw. And here we are in 1996, very early in 96, still in January. And, you know, I'm... I wasn't going to do this show, but Vince made that dawning of a new era thing, and I kind of chuckled to myself, and I just kind of went on with my day. And then when I saw this was the first segment, I was like, yes, let's, let's go back and actually make note of this show. Because it really felt like the... I mean, we did the Brandon Manitoba episode. You know, that was a direct response to Great White North. It was the exact night after, and nothing really changed. It was still a very pathetic looking product. So here we are now. Vince might be actually in the driver's seat here, evoking some change. I don't know. We have to move forward and cover the rest of this episode. But so far, I feel like the Concrete Man may not have been fucking with us. 
and he's ready for the dawning of a new era indeed. Back on the program, however, we are back, and moments ago, we see footage of the EMT crew stretching Gorilla Monsoon out of the ring. Vince is appalled. What kind of a human being would do this? Is he a human being? Well, no, Vince, it's actually well documented that Vader is a mastodon. So, you know, be aware of these things before you criticize. Of course, to be more serious, it's a big angle, and I'm loving it. We get a replay of all the physical altercations that took place from behind. I mean, from behind. This is Gorilla Monsoon. Gorilla defenseless there. Look at this. Vader does one more thing to Gorilla Monsoon. The unthinkable. The unbelievable. Ugh. Standing by, Jim Cornette, allegedly standing by with Vader. We get a split screen. The King and Vince are standing on one side of this split screen. And on the other side, Vader has Jim Cornette by the throat, holding on to him. Vince on the call, please, please give us something. The screens then disappear, and we only have Vader and Jim. Vader spikes the camera. Listen to me. Vader! It's declared war on every wrestler in the WWF and every official. That includes you, Mr. McMahon, and Mr. <laughs> Cornette, feeling the fall apart, dives in for the save. Oh, well, you see what he's trying, what he's trying to say. However, Cornette is cut off by the opening north notes. Excuse me, of Triple H's harpsichord music. So he's like, what he's trying to say? The music continues. Vader puts a trash can in the locker room on top of a folding chair, simply so Vader can punch it to smithereens. He does this, and then he slams it down on the chair. We cut to Triple H entering the arena. This man does not belong in the World Wrestling Federation. Well, I'm sorry, Vince. This man you're looking at right now is going to be here for quite some time. He's going to besmirch your daughter and take your job. But let's pause on all that. Seriously, though, Vader's promo, hilarious because he says, Mr. <laughs> like, I don't know who the second Mr. is supposed to be. I love this because we recently on Bright Man did the uh, WCW Starcade 93 press conference where Vader's always constantly calling people Mr. Mr. Oakland, Mr. Flair. But, again, to pause even from that, let's get even more serious. He calls out all the WWF officials. Yes, he says wrestlers, which I'm sure infuriates Vince. I'm not calling them superstars, but including you, Mr. McMahon. It's the dawn of a new era indeed. I can feel us erasing that question mark from the show title itself. It's huge. Now look, I don't know if this is like the first outing of Vince as an official. It certainly can't be. But at the same time, it goes with our earlier thesis that this feels completely out of left field and out of place, but in a good way for a January 1996 edition of Monday Night Raw. Triple H now approaching the ringside area. Vince still angry. He's gone. He's he's gone. He's gone as far as I'm concerned. He's gone for good. A 24-hour career in the World Wrestling Federation. His career is over. Who is this lady? She's gorgeous for sure. Yes. Vince does a pivot, as he does, and starts talking about Triple H's escort. The King identifies her as Shay Marks. Well, she certainly gets high marks in the beauty department. However, you may question her taste in gentlemen, however. Again, Vince, 
be wary of this gentleman and the women who have a taste for him, if you will. Hunter Hearst Helmsley, live from Stockton, California, and here we go! Yes, here we go means that Vince hears the tires screeching of Razor Ramon's entrance theme, and he gets oh so excited when he says yet again, here we go! Here we go! With the bad guy! So that's three here we goes in total for good old Razor Ramon, the former champion of an intercontinental nature. We get glimpses of the unthinkable. Who was this lady? It's still photos from last night's Royal Rumble Intercontinental Championship matchup. The lady in question is, of course, Marlena, who I think I accidentally called Melina in the opening, but whatever. It's Marlena's very first appearance. We see the photo of Goldust and Marlena licking their tongues together. Oh, there you have it, whatever that is. Here's the bad guy live, yes, right here in Stockton, California on Monday Night Raw. And I'll tell you what, guys, after doing this show here for a few months, I can almost anticipate these Vince quotes before they happen. Like, I had to pause this thing to take notes about the tongue-licking picture. Uh, I paused it right as Vince says, the bad guy, and I went ahead and said, fuck it. I will type out live in Stockton, California, and sure enough, I was right. I really wish instead of Monday Night Raw, he would have thrown in In Your House, but it just wouldn't make any sense. So, of course, it's Monday Night Raw. In this matchup, we've got two good buddies that are part of the clique, so it could be a good one. King shames Razor Ramon for not having a chick with him. His words, not mine. The camera then invades the privacy of Ms. Shea Marks as she takes a seat at ringside. There's a big Razor Ramon chant, and it initiates another insane run-on from Vince McMahon. And I think Shane Marks has chosen the wrong man in terms of support from this capacity crowd. And look at this, Razor Ramon, ladies and gentlemen, lost the title thanks in part to the 1-2-3 kid and gold dust. However, you can bet this capacity crowd is very much behind the bad guy. We cut to another split screen and get some previously recorded comments from the 1-2-3 kid and Ted DiBiase. Ted! looks at the kid and says, Charades, kid! Who am I? Wah! 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 That's easy, dude. You're Razor Ramon. That's right, Ramon. You got beat right in the middle of the ring, fair and square, and you've been whining and crying ever since. And what do you do to a crybaby? You stick a bottle in his mouth, and you change his diaper. <laughs> sure enough, during this interview segment, when the items are noted... The kid holds up a comically oversized baby bottle prop. And Ted, of course, has a diaper that also meets the aforementioned criteria. They're setting up the legendary crybaby matchup in your house. Vince claims that there was no whining or crying from the bad guy. He says, imagine, oh, right hand by Razor Ramon. Okay, so he doesn't quite get to tell us what he imagines, Uh, but he claims that Razor was justified when he entered the Royal Rumble matchup illegally to pursue a 1-2-3 kid. King notes Triple H has never been pinned, and Goldust is undefeated. Vince notes, nonetheless, the champion versus champion matchup is non-title. Now it's time to head to another commercial. Unfortunately, Vince lets us know on the call. Hunter Hearst Helmsley lasting some 50 minutes in the Royal Rumble matchup itself. However, you wonder whether or not he's going to last in the matchup with the bad guy. We're live from Stockton, California, and Razor Ramon ready to take it to Helmsley. Stay with us! On cue with Vince begging, stay with us! Razor Ramon goes flying over the top rope to the outside, so it's appropriate moment for a commercial break. 
Pausing now, just for another side note. You know, in recent years, I've been really hard on WWE commentary for the way they overcomplicate shit. Like, if Cody Rhodes was in the Rumble for 56 minutes, the announcer would say something like, Cody Rhodes lasted 56 minutes in the Royal Rumble matchup at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. And it just makes more sense, in my opinion, to say, Cody Rhodes lasted 56 minutes in the Royal Rumble. But here we are, in January of 96, and Vince has been saying overcomplicated shit like that specifically for years. It might just be in my head. Like, I don't remember JR saying shit like that during the Attitude Era, and maybe he doesn't. Maybe JR isn't overproduced because uh, maybe he just doesn't listen. Maybe he's better. I don't know. But, of course, this shit really comes back to me anyway in, like, the Michael Cole era, which, of course, is, you know, overproduced and what have you. It's it's pointless. It's pointless to this whole discussion. I just wanted to bring it up because I got the opportunity here because we're post-Royal Rumble. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. We're live from Stockton, California. Triple H hits the patented Shawn Michaels baseball slide on Razor Ramon, who is still outside the ring. We get more coverage of Shay Marks as Triple H gives her a nice bow. Razor Ramon then gets suplexed, penis first, onto the top rope by Triple H. And I feel like Razor is definitely letting Triple H get some, well, maybe just get a little bit more here on TV. Razor just being a good click friend. And oh my goodness, Shea Marks is now seated right next to Jerry the King Lawler for a mid-match interview. Shay, has anybody other than Hunter ever told you how beautiful you are? Well, it is an honor. Wait, what? That, that doesn't answer the question at all, Shay. Oh my goodness, look at the King sucking up now. The King wants to know where Shay and Hunter are going to be having dinner tonight. Somewhere expensive, he wonders. Shay suggests, however, there will be no time for dinner. We'll have to go right into the post-match massage. Look at how hard Hunter Hearst Helmsley is working. Oh, you know, it is hard work, Shay. You know, my shoulder's getting a little stiff. Vince, however, decides to take back control of his own program. Razor Ramon to the buckle. Hunter Hearst Helmsley really poured it on. Consider what these athletes went through last night. Wait till you get a load of the encore. If you missed it late last night, the Royal Rumble, you don't want to miss the encore tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, for sure. 8 p.m. 7 central. Oh, no, Razor Ramon. And, you know, I get it. It's a good time to promote the encore presentation, but there might be an easier way to do this for your audience. I know you got to multitask, but come on, Vince. I feel like the information may have gotten lost in that run-on. The King continues to flirt with Shay. Vince gives us an unquestionably on commentary uh, because the strikes of Hunter Hearst Helmsley are unquestionably finding their mark on the face of the rad guy, Razor Ramon. I think I just said the fat guy or the rad guy, but fuck it, I don't edit anything out. In the ring now, Triple H is straight up boxing with Razor Ramon. He's got his fists in the air like, put up your dukes. Sure enough, Razor puts up his dukes. Listen to this crowd! Razor Ramon keeps coming at Hunter Hearst Helmsley. That's the only way the bad guy knows. He just keeps coming. Oh no, straight at ya! Vince's words are counterfeit because based on the action in the ring, Triple H has now floored Razor Ramon with a stiff punch. Again, Razor Ramon seems to really be showing some ass here for Hunter. Vince gets his sad voice on. Uh, we've gotten word the emergency medical crew is working on Gorilla Monsoon. All of his vital signs apparently appear normal. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! That's the one, two, three kid! Yes, folks, the very serious vital signs are interrupted by the one, two, three kid stuffing that aforementioned comically oversized bottle prop straight into the mouth of a Razor Ramon. 
Razor fights back in the match. He sees the kid at ringside and pursues the kid on the outside. He chases the 1-2-3 kid around the ring like a couple of fucking little kids playing chase tag or something. The kid stops. Razor stops. The kid faints going one way. Razor faints the other way. Sure enough, Razor goes the other way and chases the kid around some more. It just looks like two kids pissed at one another. It's kind of pathetic. Razor Ramon gets counted out. And, uh, you know, that's that. Now, if you remember... Earlier, I hypothesized Razor might be in a more giving mood because he's wrestling a clique member. Well, he enters the ring after losing, and he begins assaulting a Hunter Hearst Helmsley. He puts him up for the Razor's edge. Yes! Helmsley is up! Here we go! But wait! Wait, Vince! Here we go! Triple H slides out and escapes. It just might be a new era indeed! Because Razor Ramon doesn't get his heat back, and Hunter Hearst Helmsley just might be getting propped up as a greater superstar here in the World Wrestling Federation. Shea Marks comforts Hunter Hearst Helmsley with a big hug on the outside. Oh my goodness, the bad guy having another bad night. Razor Ramon, we are live from Stockton, California. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. And right now, we present, for comedic purposes, the pilot episode of Billionaire Ted's Wrestling War room. Well, holy shit. I had no idea that I would get to cover this when I agreed for this dawning of a new era question mark special report. But it is a new era. The Monday Night War is about to be acknowledged and we got Vader calling Vince Mr. McMahon. Whew. It's a fun one. Let's go to the footage. Of course, Billionaire Ted is surrounded by lackeys, Yes Man, and some other folks who look vaguely familiar. My goodness, it is Vince Russo. Yes, Vince Russo plays one of the court, uh, the executive type guys. Uh, Billionaire Ted delivers the dialogue. Yeah, I made this far by doing one thing well. That's just buying old assets and repackaging them. You know, old movies, old cartoons. Heck, I even bought old wrestlers. We then see the Huckster. Spiking the camera, giving us a thumbs up. We hear a toilet flush. Now, we see the Macho Man. He spikes the camera. He spins pointed fingers in the air. And we hear a very familiar snap noise. My goodness! Scheme Jean is here. And we hear a cash register. Cha-ching! But, you know, uh, we need some original ideas. The executives and the Rosslyn superstars put their heads together and begin to ponder. We hear some broke-ass Jeopardy music. We now see the Huckster is asleep. The Nacho Man is confused. Scheme Gene has an idea. Well, I've got an idea, but it's too hot to talk about on television. Call my hotline right now, and I'll tell you all about it. I don't mind telling you. Sure enough, everybody in the boardroom pulls out a phone and dials away. The new WWF generation. Don't fall for cheap imitations. We are live back in the arena now uh, with Doc Hendricks leading the WWF Raw Band as they're playing some funky southern music. I'll tell you what, guys, that's not exactly the transition I would have planned after verbally assaulting WCW. But nonetheless, it's time for more action of a new era basis here on Monday Night Raw. The beautiful tones of the concrete man, Vince McMahon himself, are now booming through this massive arena. Doc Hendricks and the Raw Band! Go get him, Doc! Alright! Now would you welcome a man who just last night made World Wrestling Federation history. Chunka chunka. Oh! Oh! Sean! 
Yes! Here he comes! The most flamboyant superstar in the world today! Yes, folks, Vince is in the ring about to conduct an interview with the Heartbreak Kid. And here he does indeed come, Shawn Michaels dancing to the ring. I see a sign declaring Shawn Michaels the leader of the new WWF generation. I see a kid stir at ringside with a Huckster and Nacho Man sign. Didn't they just debut seconds ago? What is this chicanery, Vince? Did you plant this sign for this episode of Concrete Man, this new era special? No time for this, though, because some pyrotechnics go off. Shawn Michaels is in the ring, and we're ready to go. So, it's a live interview. And, of course, Vince has the microphone. He's ready to bring attention to the fact that it's time to get started. He says, All right! The music immediately goes away. Ladies and gentlemen, he is headed to WrestleMania! As he says, headed to WrestleMania, Vince does two things. He puts the mic in Sean's face, but he also gyrates his body in ways I can't possibly describe on a podcast. Sean Michaels now, with the mic. Well, I don't want to say I told you so, Vin Man, but I told you so. The Heartbreak Kid is back in the saddle again. Shawn Michaels definitely looks kind of stupid here. He's overacting, and Vince McMahon, of course, has a big shit-eating grin wiped all over his face. It's hard to maintain your composure when you're standing right next to your hero, I will say. We then cut to the crowd. I see another big sign in the audience. It's a giant piece of cardboard, and on it, these words are written, Diesel is the number one hog. Well, I think Peter's Arkansas would have something to say about that, but nonetheless, let's continue back with this interview. You know, it's a three-step program for the Heartbreak Kid. I always thought it was 12, but nonetheless. Win the 96 Royal Rumble in Fresno. Done. WrestleMania gonna happen. But between now and then, the click has a little something to handle. There's a young man running around taking credit for putting me out, Jack. He says that only nine guys in Syracuse can take credit for taking out the Heartbreak Kid. Then he spikes the camera and says, You nine jumps, I'll take care of you in due time. Whoa! Are we getting some sort of HBK versus Nine Thugs matchup for Syracuse in my house? No, no we're not actually. It's Owen Hart. Because nobody talks trash in the WWF except me. Here comes Jim Cornette. What is the meaning of this? Are you coming out to apologize for what Vader did? Jim Cornette says he's not here to get beaten up, but he must defend Owen Hart against this verbal tirade. And if you want to fight Owen Hart, you gotta talk to me. I sign his contracts. Vince cuts him off, though. You know, Jim Cornette, how does it feel last night when you saw Shawn Michaels toss Vader and Yokozuna over the top rope? How did it feel when Shawn Michaels dumped you over the top rope? HBK, seeing Vince defend him, is now super casual. He's leaning up against Vince with his arm on his shoulder, just chomping his gum like, Look who's on my side, Jack. It's very... Like, I don't know. I was into Shawn at this point. It's kind of off-putting in retrospect, but it's also kind of meta in a way. So I kind of like it. Cornette's all like, you know, there's no reason for Owen Hart to fight you, Sean. You, there's nothing to gain from fighting you. HBK's like, well, if you want something, I can go in the wall in the back and get my wallet. Cornette's like, you ain't got enough money, blah, blah, blah. Sean's like, come on. I'll do anything to take on the Rocket King, Owen Hart. 
And Cornette's like, wait, did you say anything? Well, Owen Hart wants a title shot at WrestleMania. You got that title shot at WrestleMania. Vince is like, well, you, you didn't say anything. Sean's like, you know, I've waited 11 long years to win this shot at WrestleMania. You know, even though he won the Rumble last year and got the shot at WrestleMania, like, I don't, I don't get that. Cornette calls Sean chicken. The heartbreak kid asks the click what he should do. Honestly, about 60% of them boo, 40% cheer. He says, it's a deal. Heartbreak kid taking on Owen Hart in your house with a championship match contention of a possible nature at WrestleMania on the line, I guess. HBK grabs Jim Cornette, completely unprovoked, tosses him over the top rope. Oh, look out, yells Vince. Sean strips for our amusement. The king on commentary is appalled at the handling of Jim Cornette and says, Stay with us! Next up, it's champion versus champion! Bret Hart taking on gold dust! First, though, as we're heading out to commercial, we get a promo. It's scored by some broke ass right now by Van Halen. It's like, The day after the big game, it's Super Monday on Raw. Diesel takes on the British Bulldog, and the Heartbreak Kid battles Yokozuna. It's two huge battles and one epic show! Hmm, they've even named it for me. The Concrete Man, day after the big game, Super Monday on Raw special. I'm not making any promises. We're back, though, back in the arena. We're all live now! Yes! It's the Raw Band live in Stockton, California! The Raw Band featuring Satori! Wait, what? Who the fuck is Satori? I'm blown away by this. I'm floored and I'm flabbergasted. The Robin featuring Satori. It's it's thrown at me so casually as a viewer. I don't know what to do. Should I do a quick Google search and find more information? Or do I want to ruin the mystery of Satori? Could it be a raw band member that plays the guitar? Or could it be the next big acquisition from Mr. Fuji? I'm going to leave it a mystery. Fuck it. We don't know who Satori is, but it's time for the big main event from Stockton. Wait, no, it's not quite time yet because Vince has more updates on the Satori front. Look at that, Doc Hendricks getting down and Satori bringing the house down. Oh my God, it's a furniture alert. Satori bringing the house down. No time though, because here comes the new Intercontinental Champion. Can you believe Goldust is the new Intercontinental Champion? King then straight up tells Vince to stop being homophobic. Vince says nothing to defend himself or deflect to other things, so I've got no words. I don't even know what to say. Vince introduces Marlena using her name proper. Apparently she's named after Marlena Dietrich. You know, all the big producers and directors smoke cigars, McMahon. Uh, we're all yesterday, that's correct, but we have some pre-recorded comments from Goldust and Marlena. Um, so we get the split screen here. Goldust on one, and Goldust with pre-recorded comments on the other. It was two thumbs up said Cisco and Ebert, a masterpiece, an Oscar-winning performance. But what will be my next role? Bret Hart, <sighs> Calgary Cowboy. Well, there are some things a man can't run away from. He then whispers a lot. I don't know what he says, but he finishes with, never forget the name of... <sighs> back in the arena now. Oh my, he is most unusual, strange, bizarre. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the Intercontinental Champion Gold Dust. 
Well, Vince has just used all of his gold dust adjectives in one sentence. That's an impressive feat. Yes, here he comes. Brett the Hitman Hart took it to the limits for sure just last night. Suffered an injury to his knee. Nonetheless, still, Brett very much up for the match. Oh, yeah, with gold dust. We then see a clip of Bret Hart at the Royal Rumble last night injuring his knee. And folks, the way he injured his knee is he's delivering his elementary elbow drop from the second rope, and he just lands on his knee wrong. Now, on this show and on every show across the Aqua Cave, I will admit, front and center, I give Bret Hart a hard time just for fun. But why show this clip to get the injury across? I mean, it makes Bret look stupid. It's not anything special. It's nothing spectacular. It's not a visual feast for the eyes. It's just, I mean, he did it to himself. Taped up the knee and ready to go here in Stockton, California. Just one hitman. Ha ha ha, yes! Thumbs up for the hitman. Uh, that's Vince describing Brett giving his glasses to a kidster. The bell rings, so here we go. Vince is hyping the Rage in the Cage match for the championship in your house. Once and for all, Brett versus Diesel. And you know, I usually don't like to comment on things like this, uh, but Marlena looks very nice this evening. Vince then says Gorilla Monsoon was taken to a hospital. It is a new era indeed, ladies and gentlemen, as Vince has broken his own rules of Rosaline presentation and said hospital, not medical facility. I'm um, I continue to be blown away by Vince following through on the promises of a new era. We've got to head to a commercial, but stay with us! We're back from Stockton. Brett versus the Bizarre One. Champion versus champion. No, no titles on the line. Uh, Vince says that Undertaker injured Brett the Hitman Hart last night. I mean, seriously? I mean, didn't we... Anywho, nonetheless, here we are in Stockton. Goldust is in control. Bret Hart having difficulty with the bizarre offense of gold dust. I guess since we just came back from a commercial, Vince has bizarre loaded back up in his repertoire. Gold dust is then tossed outside by the hitman. Uh-oh, we've got to take another commercial break. Stay with us! That's got to be some sort of record or something. Like 40 seconds. We're back with gold dust in control. He's got the hitman in armbar. We get a close-up of Marlena. Which reminds Jerry the King Lawler, he's bummed that earlier Triple H ran away from the ring so quickly and took Shay Marks with him. I was just fixing to show her my Desert Storm medals, McMahon. You're what? Vince hypes that In Your House is, uh, you know, going to be taking place in February in Kentucky. Yay. Brett's going to be taking on that seven-foot monster wearing the black glove. Goldust flees the ring. He's had enough of this... Champion versus champion match with no titles on the line. But no, the bad guy, Razor Ramon, meets Goldust in the aisle. He assaults Goldust with punches and kicks and then tosses Goldust back into the ring. Referee Tim White can clearly see all of this. I watched, like I rewound it numerous times to see, well, maybe Tim White wasn't looking or something like that. But no, it's bullshit. This match should be over. White screwed gold. In my opinion. Stay with us! The match continues! Wait, what? Another one? Holy shit, a new era of commercials indeed. We're back at Stockton! Bret Hart hits his moves of doom. Russian leg sweep. He goes sharp! 
He turns Goldust over in the sharpshooter. Goldust taps right away, like with his hands, but of course it doesn't count yet. But then the bell rings, so maybe it does count. Goldust surrenders immediately. Goldust is surrendering! Imagine that Goldust with his very first loss here in the World Wrestling Federation! Yeah, I guess it would have been nice if we could have seen the match, but I'm not going to hold it against you, Vince. You've done your job this evening. King helps Goldust save face, though, by saying he surrendered so quickly because it's a non-title match and it doesn't really matter. Vince then sprints into the ring with a microphone. He wants to know about what happened last night with The Undertaker and Diesel. Brett says, you know, my fans were robbed by Diesel. Diesel is a thorn in my side. I've had it up to here with Diesel. Well, actually, I've had it up to here with Diesel. You know, because he's taller than Diesel. Lame, Brett. Diesel's always making excuses about corporations changing his personality. Ooh, Brett. I didn't know you had it in you. So meta, so attitudinal. Yes, it's a new era. Vince wishes Brett luck, shakes his hand. Brett says, oh, I'm deadly in a cage. The King hypes Super Monday, including the matches previously announced, and billionaire Ted will be having a press conference. Well, he will finally answer the question, why is he trying to put the World Wrestling Federation out of business? We cut quickly to a clip of Gorilla Monsoon getting attacked, putting a bookend on this angle that's gone throughout the entire show. Again, an Attitude Era staple. Vince sprints back to commentary, gives us the last word. Yes, more next week, Gorilla! Update next week! Raw! And we're out of time! Woo! You know what? I've got to say this. I'm actually impressed. And it's not easy to impress me. After all, Concrete Man is the show that's designed to be kind of a gag or a joke. But well done. I can't believe that I took the risk. You know, it's a brand new era, as said earlier in the uh, opening clip. And I was, I was, I said to myself, okay, Vince, brand new era. Let's, and I was like, I'm, I was ready to design this entire show about the big joke about how Vince is full of shit, etc., etc. And you know what? I would say 90% of what happened on this television screen felt kind of fresh. I watched that awful Brandon Manitoba Raw, okay? And I'm not saying this is perfect by any means, okay? Like, I don't know what I would give this show out of 10. Maybe like a 7? There's hardly any wrestling. I don't know. But at the same time, there's something here. There's a fire burning. Even through this fire burns. I was trying to make a CM Punk song gag. (laughs) CM Punk, the fire burns quickly indeed. Anywho, um, but yeah. I'm impressed with the concrete shenanigans of Vince McMahon and this brand new era here on Monday Night Raw. And you know what? Thumbs up to you, Vin, man. You promised. You delivered. I'll be a son of a bitch. But if you want to, you know, keep getting uh, notified to see if Johnny C is impressed by the antics of the World Wrestling Federation or other things, make sure you subscribe to the Aqua K podcast feed. That way you get notified whenever new content drops. And for all of us here at Concrete Man, for Vince McMahon, for Jerry the King Lawler, for Billionaire Ted, for the Huckster, the Nacho Man, Scheme Gene, and Satari, I'm Johnny C. And a winner is you. <laughs>